This week on the Pushball Legs podcast, we take a deep dive into what group coaching is about for the client and if you're a coach and you want to do it. Also, five exercises we rarely program and five exercises we always program. Three, two, one. Dan, I'm in a deficit. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast. With myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? I'm not in deficit because uh, I have got a pizza oven. So, oh, yeah, you haven't here. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. So, I'm, I'm trimming down to go to Dan's to eat all his pizza. So, that's, that's, that's it. My plan. Effectively, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, pizza oven is amazing. I have to say, that's exactly what I wanted, to be fair. Like, have you know, you... when I was like, well, I was like, got it. I was like, oh, it's just going to take a while to get the hang of, get used to. I was like, how hard is it? <laughs> blah, blah. And like, turns out making pizza dough is actually a piece of piss. And oh, yeah. turns out that cooking it is a piece of piss as well. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's 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 revolutionary. Much better than barbecue already. I mean, I've only used it twice. I can say hands down, it's better than barbecue. <laughs> okay. There we go. It's a good win as well, isn't it? You can't, you can't I don't know, like pizzas. You, you can quite comfortably have pizza every week, I think. Yeah. It's one of those foods that's just fine. And I, I was describing, I think when we were in Italy, obviously, Dan's just reminiscing. That's why I bought pizza often. Um, mm. It's just a different type of sandwich. It's an Italian sandwich. They yeah. just open, open and, sandwich is what it is. <laughs> and this is the thing about it, is you can have so many different types as well, right? As we've decided. But like for me, it's like with the with the, the recipes and stuff. So I, I make enough for three pizza bases, right? And like you said, it's like if you have a barbecue, you kind of feel like you have to have everything. It's like, oh, you're only going to do it if there's enough people there and stuff like that. Whereas with the pizza oven, it's like, nah, like three pizza bases, three people, easy. Like it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, um, yeah, like you said, you can have it every week. And and again, like with the barbecue, you'd only have a barbecue on a weekend or or like a Friday night or, or over a weekend. Whereas pizza oven, you can do it during the week. It's more like, it's more acceptable, isn't it? It's like, oh, that's my mm. pizza, Tuesday night. It's like, so, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's one of those, so I think, just, give us something just, you'd only have people I'm gonna, over for. I'm going to give you some ideas now. I'm okay, going to give you some ideas because uh, there is a, there, I haven't bought from here. I was so close because I was, I don't know, I reckon it was probably subliminal from you, uh, from some weird, I was so craving pizza on Sunday. I have no mm. idea. I was just like, I need a pizza. I went all out. But I went and bought, I actually was just like scrolling through delivery at the endless pizza restaurants. Yeah. And I, I found a calzone and I was like, oh, I'm going to have calzone. That's quite cool. I've not had a calzone for a long time. I like calzone. Uh, um, it's just a fucking folded pizza, mate. That's all it is. Not as good though. It's not as good as a normal pizza. So anyway, but there's a shop that's actually, I was like, oh, I'll go on here. Um, there's a shop that's around the corner from me and it's apparently meant to be okay, but it's called Tokyo Pizza. <laughs> mm. all right i'm gonna give you some uh so it's got your like so just to give you some inspiration dan because i know how wild you are with your food that was that was uh tongue-in-cheek there yeah. um margarita obviously vegan margarita salami burrata all good teriyaki chicken mm. would you put that on a pizza Possibly. you've got teriyaki chicken puck choy sweet corn and spring onion mm. that might be all right it's got some right. shorts on it as well. Um, sake, sake, margarita. No. <laughs> Tomato infused with premium spicy sake. Ooh. I mean, have you? Uh, this is a question, actually. I'm going to say no. Dan, have you ever had sake? Yes. You have? Oh, I got very wow. drunk on it as well. <laughs> I had it in uh, in America when um, when I did Camp America. When we had our days off. We went for uh, yeah, sushi and sake with the 
dropped it in the beer and all that as well. Wow, you so, you went yeah. you had very posh days off compared to me. Yeah, in Camp America. Mate, guess uh, guess one of the cities that we went to in our days off. Where you were in America? Well, um, Michael Scott was there. You didn't go to um, oh, what's it called? Scranton. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was the wow. closest big town to where we were in uh, Pennsylvania. We went to Scranton. Yeah, I stayed in yeah, some yeah awful dives there. Um, Japanese yeah. mushroom? No. Um, smoked salmon? No. No, that's not Who's going on a pizza. That's awful, is it? is it? Beef short rib? Might be all right. Yes, that got on a pizza. Wagyu endure. Endure is obviously anything. like, no, mate, no. Wagyu, like strips of Wagyu on a pizza. I've had it before. It's fucking awful. So mm. bad. It takes away from everything. And you don't do like Wagyu beef, like as like slices. Not cool. It needs to be mm. chunky. Um, but yeah. Oh, I just got told. Right. So there you go. Yeah, I know. I've had it before. A home slice. If anybody wants pizzas in home slice. In Home Slice, in London, go to Home Slice, yeah, home 20 slice inches. They are good. But they, they're all they crying out for just a normal pizza. They don't do normal pizzas. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do sweet corn and chorizo mm. paste. And they'll be like, just give me a fucking pepperoni. Like when we were walking around uh, Italy, weren't we? Like, Who fucking does salami? Like, just put it on the pizza. Mate, apparently, it's just this, apparently, it's like you say, you know, I'm learning all the time about Italian food, how it's not what it all is. It's the like same as like curries and stuff. It's not what you think it is in England. It's different, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's, we well, it. obviously, like, yeah. uh, obviously, I have, I have like about three or four Indian clients. They're all vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't actually eat meat in our curries. It's weird. Again, the same Italians. It's like, yeah, the amount of times, but yeah, most pizzas have vegetables on, no meat on pizzas. Yeah. Just don't, don't do it. So yeah, it's just. Uh... But I'm, I'm actually, I would rather have that than one of those. I think people are gonna turn off. They're like, no, definitely. Uh, but meat feast pizzas, too much meat ruins the pizza. Way too much stuff on it. I can't, I can't say that. Can't too say much that. meat, mate. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dan loves meat. Oh, the. Mate. All right. Um, how's your week been? It's been all right, mate. Yeah, nothing crazy's happened, to be fair. You know, standard standard week, really. Just um golf tomorrow, so that's something to look forward to. But um, we've got Blitz launching on Friday, so we've been working on that, working hard. Yeah. Other than that, nothing nothing too crazy, which is uh which is always nice. You know, it's, it's always, always nice. nice. What about Correct. you? Within a, with me. Um well, obviously, uh we talked at length ish about the Queen last week and obviously got buried yesterday. As we we're recording that, Daniel, did she you did, watch yeah. it? Uh, no, I. I thought it was very brave of you and Mike doing calls and stuff on a Monday, on that day because there was over half the world watched it. Well, the other half were in our call because it was a pretty, <laughs> pretty busy call. To be fair, um, I was like, I was quite shocked because yeah, I was just like, well, I'm, I, I, you know put, I posted even... up because I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to work because I just don't want to. Yeah. Also, I want to watch it because it was like a piece of history. Um, we didn't 4. really think about it to be honest. Billion people watched, apparently. Yeah. I think it's um, again like define watched. I mean, it was on, and I walked in there and watched it for five oh, yeah. minutes. Like, does yeah. that count? Like, but yeah, I, again, like I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say anything for risk of people, you know, having to get me. I thought it um, was uh, the British can do pedantry. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was. It was pretty. And but what was what was uh, I thought was quite cool. It all went off without any hitches. Nobody put a foot wrong whatsoever. Yeah, like, there was nothing. I did that went think, wrong. to be fair, when I when I was watching it and I heard that all like a lot of the world leaders were coming in by coach, 
I did think to myself, oh, if I was a terrorist <laughs> around, they would yeah. be looking at this thinking, fuck okay, now. Um, and I saw Joe Biden come up in his car. He was the only one, wasn't he? One of the yeah, only ones the, the car. president. Like, no, he, he was the only one that was allowed. He was the only own. one, was he? Yeah, yeah, everybody else. So it's quite funny. On the, on the way out, there was like the uh, the king and queen of Spain just sitting there waiting for a bus to turn up. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. They were just but like I saw that, their, um, uh, school I saw bus. that it was going to take, they said it was going to, if, if every single person would come with their cars as they wished, it would have taken four hours to get them in and four hours to let them leave. Yeah. I'm like, that is mental, isn't it? Like, Crazy, no one, yeah. yeah. But then also at the same time, they didn't even get nice coaches. It was just like the school, like, you know, like- They were the school, school buses, weren't they? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my God. I was like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a bit of a, like, for me, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to watch it, great. Well done. But we had, yeah, uh, well, it was we had the was. same number of people on our call that we normally have, put it that way. So some people <laughs> aren't as bothered as others. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like, like we said last week, I think it was last week we talked about, my big thing with this has been, it, it's been people saying stuff and doing stuff just for the sake of doing it. Like I shared that couple on my story that said it was the best day of their life, even better yeah, than when yeah, their yeah. kids were born. And I'm like, no, you're just an idiot. You're just an idiot. Like <laughs> if that's what you think, you're an idiot, you know? So it's like, I'm all, I'm all for like, you know, paying, paying respects to someone and seeing a, a chance of, you know, history, you know? Okay. Um, but saying stupid shit like that is just like no you're just saying that to get on telly like you're just saying that because you're on, like and it was the whole like post on social media and everyone just posting to say that they were there like i saw a great point um about david beckham so um someone said i think it's paul moore sent an email about this i'll give him credit paul moore sent an email and he just said have you seen what they've been saying about david beckham and it was a quite a good subject so i was like oh let's have a read yeah. and basically he his point was that whatever you do someone will have a go at you because people were saying about Beckham that he queued up rather than he could, he could have obviously could cut, have the, cut the queue. Yeah. Right. And he didn't. And there was obviously all these people saying, Oh yeah, he's such a great person for doing that. But then other people were saying, he's just doing it for the publicity. And it's like, but then if oh, he'd have done it the other way, he'd have been told, well, he's just doing it because he can. And he's like, Oh, what a bastard. And then, so you can't do right for doing wrong. And it was that kind of thing. And I think it's the same thing with the whole stuff about the queen and, and your thoughts on it is that people have an opinion and it's not for me to say people are right or wrong, like in their, in their opinion, I can then just say, look, I think that's stupid for me and what I think, but that person obviously feels that they're correct and that it's the best moment in their life. And fair play to me, it seems like ridiculous, but to some people it may well be. So it's like each their own. And I think the fact that 4 billion people watched it, I believe that the reason people did it is because it was built up so much and it was you're made to feel like it was a, this big time in history and you had to watch it. Otherwise you missed out. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's of course you know, it's going to be like that. Yeah. It'll, I just it'll find probably, it it's, I, th I think it was just like, it'll probably never happen again. Um, well, well, it won't happen again, will it, Tom? Because she's dead, so it won't won't happen brilliant, again. Brilliant. Definitely brilliant. won't happen okay. again, mate. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Um... <laughs> what uh, well, it will happen again. King King Charles will die, won't he? It will happen again. Yeah, time. but he probably he probably he probably won't be reigning for seven years. I'm gonna put it out there. He the probably won't, 70. but but I, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those where like it's it's still gonna now be a big thing, isn't it? People are like, where were you when Charles? Oh God, all right. <laughs> The thing that made the thing I will say finish on this though the thing that did make me it does make you think about the world and how much the world we see through the media is that today everything back to floods in Pakistan Ukraine war you know all this like and it is funny how our world is viewed through this very very small again screen or whatever it is mm -hmm. but 
it's just, I find it very strange on the media, very quick to be like, well, all this stuff must have been happening whilst that was going on, but we just didn't hear about it, you know? And it's, Correct, yeah. that's the thing for me, you know, is it's, it's, you know, you look back at this stuff and go, right, well, what else has happened? And then you go, right, there's flooding now in Japan as well, mudslides, and there's been an earthquake in Mexico. And it's like, this wasn't talked about, but we're seeing it now after, do you know, I just find it a bit, I just find it a bit like, mm, like, is that not important <laughs> as well at the same time? So, yeah. Uh, there you go. Oh, well, but um, yeah, I, I went and had a little walk around. I saw the queue, so I didn't join the, the queue. queue. The famous queue. The queue. The, uh, yeah. Um, fuck me. And one of my clients did it. He went through it um, for eight hours. He was there. <laughs> um, he did it on Wednesday. I chatted to him today. I was like, you're mad. I was like, as soon as it went above four, which was as soon as it started, I was like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm going to spend it there. When it went to 24, I was like, fuck me. They, they, I used to live next to where it was going, like Suffolk Park. I used to live next to that park. And I was like, fuck, that's a long walk. I was like, I couldn't do that to Tower Bridge. And I was like, this is one. It's about 45 minutes. And uh, yeah, awful. But crazy. I saw the queue on Saturday night because I, uh, I climbed the boat, which is fun. <laughs> Did think of Dan because I was like, oh yeah, Dan would hate this because it's it's outside. Not that you don't like going outside. It's outside <laughs> and high up. Um, it's the high up, is, isn't it? Which yeah. is the uh, the bit you didn't like, right? So mm. I was like, this is funny. Um, yeah, climbed up the Cutty Sark. Didn't didn't even know you could do that. Um, my sister was like, did you want to? And she she uh, also messaged me. She was like, oh yeah, you don't have to go if you don't want to. I was like, I didn't. I I know you're not really a big fan of heights. I was like, no, no don't mind heights don't want to fall i was like i don't want to fall i was like that's the thing i have a problem with she was like oh yeah but when we were in De so there's a there's a like a i've been to denmark uh copenhagen a couple of times and i've been up this thing fucking twice i hated it both times because it is like this tiny little like ledge thing on the top of a cathedral and you it's like all higgledy-piggledy going up but literally like the side of the railing so there's no there's no safety whatsoever it's old as shit and then mm. the railing is like comes up to my belly button and I'm all I can think about is that weird little voice in your head. You go, you could jump off there. You'd fall off. You'd probably die. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm not safe. Yeah. Don't like it. I was like, nope. <laughs> Whereas me, when I'm that. strapped in with like free carabiners and like on a massive rope and all this kind of shit. Also, I have the ability to hang on to the rigging. Like it's basically a ladder. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, yeah. I managed to climb up myself. So it's good. I was like, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Dan. Spider-Man. Uh, because I train like an athlete, that's why I can do that. <laughs> oh, um, absolutely not. <laughs> old, no old lady behind me that was like 65, she went up as well at the same time. So I was like, fuck me, slow down. Um, yeah, she was balling it. Um, so it's good. And then I went and saw all the flower floor tributes, which was quite moving. I found it quite nice. So, but I, I didn't go to the lying in state. I took it as a nice day to go out and watch it. Um, yeah, that's all I did. A very yeah, lazy, lazy, lazy day that I've not had in a while. So what happens to all those flowers? Uh, I guess they they, they turn it they're turning it into like mulch and stuff like that because they were quite good. The whole thing, right? The I thought it was amazing. Literally, everything was so organised. And every, everything was so respectful. There was no like dickheads there. It was all nice and quiet. There was the, the hundreds of thousands of people walking through these places. Mm. And it was all really well done. Um, so they were quite good in the fact that they, when you brought the flowers, they like had little bits to enter. And then they like 
made everybody take off all the plasticking. So all mm -hmm. the plastic went into the sides in these bins with where the volunteers were taking it and then you laid them down. <clears throat> so I believe it's getting turned into like compost and uh, I guess yeah. potpourri maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, but it seems something. to be all right. Yeah, no, yeah. I, just, I, just, I, just, I just saw, you know, the mass amount of it. And I was just wondering like, again, like what is that? Like, how's that going to be cleaned up and, you yeah. know, all that sort of jazz? I don't know. Like, not that I generally care. I just mean, like, <laughs> like you know, you're like, sure oh, someone will be having to go about it. That up. Yeah, I'm sure someone will <laughs> go about it, you know. But, um, yeah. But just... yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a very moving day, I'm sure. So it was, a, it was, yeah, I couldn't help but be slightly moved, Daniel. Um, but yeah, I had a fun weekend. Right. <clears throat> Let's talk about fitness. Sorry about that cough. So we're going to vaguely, vaguely talk about um, group coaching because obviously Blitz is launching um, and mm. obviously I do a combine based thing, not on, not on the scale of Blitz, but inspired by, I think I, I will quite happily say that inspired by Daniel's work, unfortunately. Wow, um, first time but, everything. I know, but applying it to my world and not your world. I don't delve in the world of fat mm. loss. Yeah, like you can go do Blitz, get lean, then come see me. That's absolutely fine. Um, there you go. Yeah, I think with group coaching, I think I think the problem, I think the problem with fitness is that obviously we know that we need some sort of a, you know, bespoke one-to-one -one approach to certain things or this sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's kind of like not come full circle now, but I think people are starting to realize now that actually as humans, we just have the same common issues and common problems. And look, uh, you know, we can't give everyone the same meal plan, but you can give everyone the same sort of guidance and guidelines. And look, most people need to eat more protein. And most people would be okay hitting two grams per kilo body weight of protein. And most people could do with going and looking at a calorie calculator and roughly work out their macros because most people are within a certain activity range. Um, and most people, you know, need to eat more veg. It's like, and I think that there's this there's this big thing where since everyone was handing out the same shit meal plans, the same shit training plans to every single person, it then became, well, you can't do that ever to anyone. It has to all be 100% bespoke. And I think the pendulum swung back the other way to go, well, actually, with Blitz, for example, I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about the same in a sec with the combine stuff, is that actually what happens is people are doing so much shit wrong, and it's all different wrong that to do the right thing, they just need to follow the basic fundamentals and just get a bit of a hand in, in doing that. And again, like much in the same way that I'm sure in the combine, you give someone a squat to do. And actually, you know what? It's a squat movement, whether it's with a goblet, a squat, a front squat, a back squat, it's a squatting movement. It's like we say to people, you need to eat more protein. We don't tell them chicken or tuna or salmon or whatever. It's here's your choices. Where are you on the spectrum? You need to eat more of it, like get it in. Much like again, when when you know I've had someone come to me before who needs to move better, and they have all these problems and injuries, I'm like, cool, we need to do more unilateral work, more unilateral squats, you know, more front loaded squats. Boom! Like, I don't need to see anything else about your assessment. You're not, you're not, you're not a snowflake. Like, do that in these rep ranges because they're going to be good for you. Do you know, and I think that that people are too scared to um to to say that and and to put that across it in a plan and. Do you know what I think a lot of the times with this sort of stuff is it can give someone a really good foundation to build on. And then from there, they probably need more one-to-one -one help once they find the common issues, common problems, common things they get stuck on. But I think the majority of people need um, need that help. And, and like I say, with, with group coaching, you give them the, the element of your experience and your guidance and your help for a fraction of the price, but ultimately they're going to see the same sort of results. They would have seen in one-to-one -one potentially in that first two months, potentially. Um without the need for the, you know, the, the, maybe the cost, but also the intensity of, of that check-in. And actually 
most people, if they're in this sort of state stage when they join the group coaching, they're all similar. By the end of it, they're all going to be ready for one-to-one and actually make the most out of it because the basics are already kind of covered. I think that's the key thing uh, is having those Mm -hmm. basics covered, um, which again, you don't need to be that bespoke because they're the basics. Yeah, so it's a it's a funny one where you I, you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of it's those people who are kind of around your like ecosystem ish. They're like, oh, I I there's always those 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 people who feel like because I get approached by them like I I really I love all your stuff, but I'm not confident about doing that kind of stuff or like taking that step. And I'm like, it's fine. I do teach it. That's the point. It's a little bit tougher online. Um, don't get me wrong, but I'm able to, that's why sometimes a lot of my, well, nearly hundred percent of my guys are like coaches or athletes and that's who I target. Um, but they, they hit a kind of a level, but I'm, I'm making sure mm. they can do certain things within my combine coaching, um, before they come on, um, which part of their assessment links. Um, but yeah, like you said, in terms of probably there's I'm literally thinking, um, on like one of the Fridays of the like the all round athlete like plan. Um there's I literally just write you can either barbell back like back split squat, you can go goblet, you can go front squat, you can go um two dumbbell like to the side. I don't care which one you do, just stick mm. with it. I was like, that's the one you're gonna do for the next four weeks. Cool. I don't really mind. It's the same with the testing. I'm like, cool. Like you can do suitcase ones, or you can do barbell back ones, or you can go Hatfield safety bar ones. I don't mind. Just make sure you test the same one at the end, yeah. and realizing that's the like the thing you need to do. Um, and I do that quite a lot in terms of also with the trap bar stuff. So deadlift stuff. I'm like, cool. If you want a conventional, I'm not gonna stop you. I don't tend to program that way, but in group coaching absolutely fine yeah, you're not a one-to-one client i'm not gonna go go find the fucking trap like you prick um mm. be like go i want you i need you to lift that because it will relate to your vertical and your horizontal jump better whereas the a normal conventional deadlift does not i was like that's <clears throat> the mechanical stuff i want to look at so in terms of group coaching yeah it's like this kind of skeleton of it and there will be certain little little kind of nuances and options that people can do um i think the what i found as well from probably from a coaching point of view um i found that i had to give up i had to give way more and this might be probably me and i'm sure you do it as well because you do those weekly calls in your facebook groups and stuff like that and for me i was like i wanted to do that but i also put way more upfront explanation um into why they're doing certain things Mm -hmm. whereas in one-to-one i maybe i don't go in as much because we would have already covered it in a call or a check-in or something like that so they don't have to have that like nails on video summarizing their whole fucking day for like five to ten minutes like Mm -hmm. every single fucking day which is what you get on the combine so it's that kind of front end but obviously when you're if you if you're thinking about running a group coaching thing it's that front end work and i'm yeah. sure both myself and i'm sure dan agrees with me i feel like the the group coaching is a hell of a lot more front end work um for back end result than one-to-one which obviously it's more bespoke and you can change as you go a little bit more because that's what they're paying for they're paying for the opinion and you to the ability to change and manipulate as you go because yeah 
based on them. Whereas group coaching, we we cannot do that because it's it, that's not worthwhile for us. It it would be fantastic if they were saying, "Yep, I've already signed up to be a one to one." Like, cool. All right, we'll drag you off that, or we'll continue. But I'm going to give you your advice and your bespoke advice or whatever, because um, that's essentially what they're paying for. I think it's, um, but yeah, I totally agree in terms of they swung, it has swung back that way and following a general plan in the goal, in a goal orientated that you want. <clears throat> so I've, there's two pathways at the moment for me, which is like, there's overall like athletic strength. And then there's like an all round based athlete uh, thing, more geared towards like power and speed. Um and if you just have a general inkling and 80% of your sport is that way, then fucking do it. You're going to get most of mm. the benefit. Um, sure. But, and it's, again, it's going to be a fraction of the cost. So it's an interesting one. I think a lot of coaches benefit from it. I'm sure they learn quite a lot. Um, I think, I think the reason that I think a lot of coaches benefit from it and do well is because a lot of the time with one-to-one -one coaching, the, the part of the accountability is the price is the, well, I'm paying this much money. So therefore I'm yeah. going to do it. And for the general public, it can, it can be a bit more like, well, I need to you know pay this amount of money and it needs to kind of sting because they've done group coaching programs before and they haven't been able to stick to it. Whereas if you're a coach, you, you, you need a bit of accountability, but as a coach, letting down another coach is your accountability. Like, Showing it, showing up, showing yourself up against another coach is like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. That's why I hire coaches. Why when he texts me, I'm like, oh fucking hell, yeah, I've got to do that because otherwise he thinks <laughs> I'm just a shit house, right? And I think that's why it does work so well for for coaches that they need a bit of accountability, but they don't need all the explanations and the educating as well that comes with it. So some people, again, they pay for that because they need the, I don't know what I'm doing, like tell me what I need to do. So you need to spend yeah. more time and they actually do need a bit more one-to-one -one help and guidance. Whereas coaches, they just need a plan to follow someone checking up on them once a week. And that group coaching kind of provides that to a certain degree. So I think it works really, really well for, for coaches from, from that point of view. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to, to see again, that shift. And and I think that's why you probably get, like say for you, the combine works so well, because they just need, Again, coaches work well with testing numbers. Right, I'm going to beat that fucking number. I've got however many weeks to beat yeah. it. I'm going to do it. And it's like they they yeah. love, they thrive off that. You know, they 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 kind of work towards that sort of stuff. So it works really well. Um, you know, from from that point of view. And I think that coaches also work well with a deadline, with a timeline, with a this time point. You know, that time point. Whereas most people need actually, um, most gen pop don't need that time. They need to just take it at their own pace and need to know that they can fuck up and mess up and stuff. Whereas coaches need that pressure to maybe not fuck up, um, you know, quite as much. That's, that's why I think it works so well. Yeah. I think the group coach. Yeah. Cause it's that limited time frame. It's just like, I think mm. a lot of people, it's, it's harder, isn't it? Cause we obviously we've, <clears throat> we've probably played around with the idea of how long it should be. Right. As well, because for mm -hmm. me and you, we'd be like, right, well, really, I want to like a, I want to do a noticeable change because that's who we are as people. We we're mm. morally correct, I'd say, both myself and you, weirdly, um, mm. and kind of we would want somebody to get the result that we can give them, and we'd be like, well, in theory, I'd love you to be here for six months, like because I think I can mm. take you on a decent journey and get you to fucking great, but realistically, if you're just doing group coaching because it's not as much accountability is not as much price. You have to really shorten the time frame because of um, people are going to fuck off basically and drop off because it's yeah. not as expensive and it's not as needed. Um, so it's interesting, but how did you, cause obviously you played around with six, eight, 10 weeks. How did you, what, what, what's your thoughts? 
especially with think, dieting as well no, yeah look i think i think what you think. i think any of those any of those time frames kind of work i think the thing that we've noticed is that the drop off from 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 six to eight weeks is is significant yeah i think by six mm. weeks most people are kind of fed up tired you know lethargic and especially with more of a rapid fat loss kind of thing um 10 weeks is too long i think i know someone in our industry does a 12 week kind of like photo shoot one which i think is fine because you've got the shoot at the end it's like you've got something yeah. at the end to kind of work towards which keeps you motivated for those last um you know let's say say four five six weeks whatever it is um i think performance-based stuff you could probably drag out a bit longer because the thing that people forget about with fat loss programs and group coaching programs is the the drop off in energy and the motivation is is then you know even if you're changing physically you're still like oh my god i'm I'm knackered and like so you can't have that one-to-one of like oh have a diet break or have this weekend have more calories and stuff it's just it's just not feasible in the group coaching setting so it's about giving them enough enough time that they can see the results they want but then also not to the point where they start hating the process and and things like that as well um i think eight weeks is, is it works well i think it's a good number but I'm wondering now, as we've done more of them, if it's just a week too long mentally for some people where it's just like, and again, even before they buy it, whether it's just a case of looking at it and going, oh, it's two months, like eight weeks. Like, yeah, it, it's, and I know six weeks isn't much different, but psychologically, I think it is. I think it's, yeah, I, d- I don't know. And again, we'll, we'll probably play around with it in the future, maybe, but, um, Whereas I think for you, maybe doing a combine, I think you could probably stretch the 10 weeks because it's, again, performance-focused. It, it is an interesting one, though. So I just want to see, because we can we can be very clear on numbers. So obviously, I've only run one uh, so far um, in terms of uh, where are we going. So how many people? So I had I had 15 people go through it last last time, right? So completely clear in the clarity. I was quite cool, quite happy with that. Um, and obviously, the biggest the, one of the biggest things for me is injuries. Um, mm. not because my training plan is shit. Thank you. Um, but most of the people are, are playing sport out of all of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, mm, no, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 11 of the 15 play sport every week. Mm. So I can control that um, in terms of drop-offs. Okay, that doesn't mean all eleven dropped off, but okay, one of them, one or two, did drop off because of injuries. Okay, so probably from, so you're taking on, so you you talked about it in terms of sales as well. You're looking at like, oh, say I've got this many people, but how in terms of they drop, but the drop-off rate you said between six to eight would be quite high. So I think for me, the the just non-completion was the issue. Um, not in terms of boredom or whatever it be. So it's interesting finding that sweet spot. So in terms of mesocycle as well, because I wanted to run two phases, but anything for mm. to be kind of purposeful, I was like, I've got to run test week. I've got to allow a week for that. Then I've got to run at least two phases of two mesos. So I get two kind of uh, kind of factors of fitness and specific specificity in and then i've got mm. to test again and then if i was going to do it really properly i would allow a taper i'd be like all right this is peak week to taper then then peak and i'd be like all right shit that's actually that that could be 10 plus weeks really ideally i'd run a 12 but i think that's also too long for people to be like in it and be like bum, 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 because mm-hmm. they'll be 
playing sport or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's an interesting one. So I think it's, I'm playing around with nine weeks um, on the case of you run a four-week meso. So you do a test week, four-week meso, three-week meso, and then you go into it. So, but some of them, it, it goes different. So actually the the one I'm writing right now is actually a triphasic plan, which it goes two, 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 two. It has to be eight weeks. That mm-hmm. I do um, because it's a GPP phase. Then you've got you could run it for nine weeks and just do triphasic. But trust me, and this is what you're paying for is hopefully my knowledge um, and know how. If anybody does a nine week triphasic phase and then goes and tests, they're going to be shit because it's so fucking hard. Um, and people will enjoy that next time. I know a couple of lads already signed up and they're going on that plan. So that'd be interesting. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I was trying to think one, two, three, um, four, five. So I, I had had five, yeah, five to six didn't quite finish out of 50. So, which I think is okay in terms of running it i would i would have i was going in thinking i'll be happy a 40 percent finish if i'm really mm. honest that's because i feel it's like a decent amount of time obviously in one-to-one coaching everybody like i the, the smallest amount of time anybody's ever stayed with me in online coaching is six months like so the, the difference is there right so mm. and like they don't they had to do it because of money issues it's like fine all good um i was like you can go on the combine it's all good um but yeah it's interesting what terms in drop-off do you think that people have? So yours is the biggest from six to eight. Is there a noticeable one? So I'd say I have probably had about 30, 34%. Uh, I don't know without looking at the exact numbers, to be honest. I'd be, I'd be quite kind of making it up a little bit. But we get we get about 50% finished the program, 50% finished. And I would say of that, I would say 25% finish. No, obviously it's not because a few finished before that. Maybe 20% halfway, 20% in week six, around week six time. Um, and then the other 10% would be randomly split throughout each week, probably. Yeah. Um, they're the noticeable drop-offs you get, that, that those time points. Um, and I think I think that's coming from both of us obviously run this and it's just like, have thick skin as coaches if you're thinking about running group coaching. It's not your fault. It's probably not the product. No, it's, just, it's, it's, it's more likely life. not. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just those people were never going to finish. They were they signed up, thought it was a great idea, but actually too many things have gotten in the way or it's not been exactly what they wanted because the price range isn't exactly what they wanted because there's still people who are like, um, they'll be like, oh, is it? It's not free. And I'm like, no, no, it's not free. Um, but also as well, you get people who, um, just to say this, you'll get people who, pay their money and then realize they have to put the hard work in and go, oh, fucking I thought it'd be something for, yeah. for something that would make me, you know, not have to do any work. And they just won't, you know, they just won't, <laughs> won't go any further. Like people will have this sunk costing where once they paid their money, they're like, oh God, I've just got to do the work now. Fucking I thought it would be something magic. Oh, I'm going to sack it off. You know, they, they quickly realize that actually there's nothing magic in it and, and it requires you to do the work and they give up. And, and so, yeah, you can't beat yourself up because it is literally just that. Unfortunately, some people just think there's going to be something in it and there's not anything in it unfortunately yeah this is an interesting one people will move into this space but obviously yeah take as much knowledge from what we just said over the last uh like 10 20 minutes um mm. but it's it's an interesting space to move into i definitely think it does work for both performance training and for fat loss it's just you have to have that kind of 
caveat into why well, I, I don't know whether and i've seen a, a few guys obviously they come on to see what i'm doing how to do it i don't know whether you can blend it i feel like that's too many things um yeah so we do with do. ours we just we just focus on on nutrition we give them training plans to do but we don't give them any sort of guidance I on it and we even say to people actually you don't even need to train to see the results yeah. that we get because it's, it's nutrition i don't touch it like i'm just like just make sure you're fueled please if you feel like you're fatiguing yeah. and your numbers aren't really doing well then eat more please i'm like just yeah. and all i say is just like try and eat to, basically there's the general protein advice that you just gave and i'm just like hit your fucking protein please yeah. and get some food in um otherwise you'll notice that you're more fatigued because yes these sessions may be more intense than the ones you've done previously because they're yeah. purposefully like this and i'm i'm writing them in a way that you have days off at certain days that you have to have those days off um yeah, yeah so it's interesting um i don't think you can uh, you'd have to charge way more and I don't think you should blend the two in it's, terms of thinking. The thing is, you have to charge way more, and it's ultimately one-to-one coaching at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the reality. You can't do all of it, so you then have to go right. Well, what can I, what can I take out? What can I leave in? What can I do? You know, and, and like you say, you pick one or the other. Yeah, I think yeah, hundred um, percent. Unfortunately, and they tend mm-hmm. to you tend to go go towards those two categories anyway because coaches do right. We base yeah. this whole fucking podcast around that Dan does nutrition, I do training, and yeah, yeah it seems to be all right. Seems to be all right. All right, mate. Um, last things we can do. We've got 10 minutes. We can do 10 minutes. Racking up the time, mate. Um, five exercises, because I think I'm going to just do a, a very quick post about these because I forgot to do my content. Um, didn't forget. I just had day off yesterday, and normally Monday is my content day. Um, yeah, yeah, five exercise. You rarely program should i, should I five should exercises i, I rarely program john ruchens first so inspired so do, by you, I, do you want me to do oh, it's up to you i can i can i can you probably rarely ever program rarely ever program go for his first then i'll um then i'll go so i guess it. they can be ones that you never program really so i guess yeah. it's popular so here's one is five common exercises i rarely program so yeah. number five the barbell upright row never program that i never program it yep reason being shit <laughs> i always feel like that kind of it just looks awkward on like shoulder yeah. movement i'm like obviously yeah, or it usually right cause now. usually it usually affects people's shoulders quite badly and like yeah. just too much guess, load do lateral raises instead just, i'm gonna yeah. guess people are gonna come out with neck injuries or neck mm. issues more than anything else is I'm like shaking my neck around it. Number four is barbell. Good mornings. Yeah. Don't program them either. I don't really program them. I do program. I don't think it's usually against them though, either. Like I, no. I just think it's that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I haven't had a need to based on people's lower backs needing more overload than their hamstrings or glutes, you know, no, I yeah. just don't No. I just, I, I program some like plates, plate loaded like anterior loaded uh good mornings but that's as a uh a mobility kind of pairing yeah. with uh some other stuff to get their hips and hamstrings moving properly but i don't i tend yeah because the one of the prerequisites as well for obviously i deal with slight a slightly different population with you but um the prerequisite is know how to low low barbell squat because mm. in a high barbell position the barbell good morning is a sack of shit and you're gonna cut your neck off um or head off sorry number three um and i know the answer to this the barbell overhead press aka the military press i guess 
Yeah, don't program it. Yeah. I That's a lie. Really That's it. a lie. That's a lie. I programmed it twice the last two weeks, but Ooh. it's an exception. One of them is doing um, powerlifting. So it's more beneficial for, again, bench press and stuff like that. And another one of my clients asked to have it put in. So I was like, <laughs> yep. You can have it put in. I've got nothing against it. I just think it's a better way to do yeah. it. But she asked for it to be to go in. I just, I just, yeah. I just, well, I always get flare. This is a bias. I flare up my neck and stuff and my shoulders when I do a lot of overhead pressing. Um, just because there's not much need. I don't think there's not many sports and things that need to go strictly overhead like that. And the way the barbell moves as well, it's just like, all right, great. I have to move my head around this fucking thing. Um, annoying. So, yeah. Number two, barbell bent over rows. Yeah, very rarely. Mm. I can't think of last time. If, if I do anything, I think I've, I've programmed pendley rows instead. Correct. Again, twice recently. One for the powerlifter and then the other time for uh, another client who, again, actually is also doing powerlifting stuff. So, yeah. yeah, pendley rows would be yeah much <clears throat> much better for like rate of force development as well. So... And a barbell bent over row is like not good for back development either. I guess it's good for an isometric hold in a deep hinge position. That's mm. about it. Uh, that yeah. is it. And uh, number one is burpees. Well, yeah, I mean that's universal, isn't it? Fuck me. So unfortunately, I have taken on a client in the last two weeks. Um, not unfortunately, I've taken him on. Lovely lad, uh, Alex. You know who you are. I think he listens to the show. And uh, I am going to have to program burpees. Wow. Why is that? Do you do burpees for a living? Uh, he is competing in High Rocks in March. And, See, I and... couldn't program them. I just have to say to him, you need to do 50 exercise, 50 reps of an exercise that you're going to have to do on the day. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> do that. But what's even worse as well, like I think like on some of the, obviously I've been like re reading up on High Rocks and stuff and uh, I almost cried that they do like, it'll be like 50 uh, burpee broad jumps. <laughs> what is that? I don't even understand. I don't even know That's how they go together. Thing, is it? That's not even a thing. <laughs> like... I'm like, great. Let's half ass both of these exercises because broad jumps are meant to be max power, like uh, fucking plyometric drills. And you're like, great. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the kind of the caveat on John Rushen, and I totally agree. Probably what I put, I just copy and paste his post, to be honest. Um, instead, <laughs> I choose, <laughs> instead, I choose to program slight variations and unconventional alternatives for most of these. I think that's correct. Um, Barbo Upright Row, you said do a lat raise. Good mornings. I gave you a, a front loaded plate uh, variant, mm. uh, or just do more glute hamstring work. It's absolutely fine. Awesome. Like, I don't know, uh, what's the, the 45 degree thing? Do that back every extension. now and again. Yeah. The back extension, absolutely fine. Barbell over press. I do loads of dumbbell pressing or Z pressing. Um, it's absolutely fine. Um, and then barbell bent over rows. I yeah, I would not rather somebody do like a two two point row, and row yeah. properly with like thoracic rotation, not just be in this strict fucking position or pendulum row. Cool. Mm. Um, and burpees are a sack of shit. Wonderful. All right, let's do the other way. The other way for us, Dan, because um, we're nice and positive. Five exercises. You almost always program. Are we not going to go through the ones that we wouldn't? Oh, well, the ones that we, we wouldn't. I've got right, some to got, add to that, mate. You've got some to add. All right. We can come up with five between us, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, straight off the bat, planks is one. Oh, Literally, see, I cannot remember I, the last I guess, time. I guess, yeah, I don't ever do a normal plank. Yeah. 
no, no, no need for that. And again, I know what you're, I know what you do and it's different, but I also wouldn't trust my clients to do that on their own. <laughs> so don't do it. Um, but, but, it, it, but it sits into the caveat. I do a slightly slight variation or an unconventional yeah. based one. Yeah. Cause people do it. You know, people are thinking time for a minute, time know, for a minute. And I'll be side, like, no, side I'm planks, thinking, side planks are a bit different, a bit different, like Love not them. a problem with them, a bit different. Um, sit-ups obviously, but that's another one. I think people would be a bit like, Oh, not really sure, but no sit-ups never. I've never, never I never program set up. Right. Um, and I think as well, I'm going to go along the lines of, Russian twists. <laughs> well, yeah, most most core exercises. Um, but again, back squat. Like, I just can't remember the last time I had to program for someone who wasn't, again, a powerlifter or something like that. Just haven't haven't done it. Haven't done it. I, um, I, I guess I rarely do. I rarely program it, but I have rarely, had to because yeah. just the case of needs must, I need it. Mm. can't hear you mate you're going quiet can't hear you how oh, is that there we go can hear you now it's working is it is it my microphone you just i think you need to just knock something then you just knocked it and it worked again it's fine I did, didn't I? Went a bit quiet yeah. i'm not gonna touch it fuck me don't touch it um, mate. Do not touch it. <laughs> i'll send it back to whomever whomever sent it to fuck you luke give me a dodgy mic i haven't paid anything for it so not to give it back um yeah i guess it's just a necessity but then again i'm oh, yeah i'm not doing a lot of just normal back squats it'll be like tempo no like eccentric phasing or isometric stuff or pauses or stuff like that um yeah. it's i very rarely go five by fives off you go um yeah yeah i guess it's a strange because i then i would rather safety bar yeah, I just it's just again one of those where I just re again it was rarely program, wasn't it? So it's you know, rarely, yeah, yeah, never, rarely. but rarely. Um yeah, from from that point of view, it's it's not something that I, I regularly do. Go on, let's go to favorites though, because favorites is my clients hate me for it. Front squat. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's I just I think it's a really good I think it's humbling because people think they can squat. Oh, I do hundred kilo back squat, and it's like you do a front squat and you do like fifty five. I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah. yeah, your legs weren't doing much of that, were they? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just quite like it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's one of mine, front squat. One of yours, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, normally you always program. I think you can probably tell by how my combine is run out is stuff that I nearly always program. Um, you can go neutral grip pull-ups, um, single arm dumbbell flat bench or 15 degree. I do a lot of, and if people were doing normal bench, uh, I normally do a 15 degree incline bench because um, mm. I'm, I'm cool, basically, uh, because it's uh, better on your shoulder, mate. Um, yeah, getting that top peck, and I, that's what they say, isn't it? Top then? peck. Top yeah, peck. yeah, it's all about the top yeah. peck. Top peck. Um, Upper peck. Good. Yeah. Don't do, I don't see a lot of decline peck, uh, like pressing nowadays. It's a weird one, isn't it? No, I see it in my gym that I go to because, of course, they do the, they do the normal bench. Then they do the flies, the, then they do the, the incline, then they finish then on the, the decline. Because they've not hit enough chest on that day. So <laughs> must do. They, yeah. And they won't do it again till next week, uh, Tuesday as well. So that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, why, why, would you, why would you need to train it twice a week? Um, yeah. No need. <laughs> uh, trap bar deadlifts or jumps. Yeah. Or, yeah shit yeah. tons of them. Um, mm. But actually, probably with my clients, I, I do a lot of kettlebell deadlifting, I guess. Because um, they're weak. Um, no. Because yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, lateral hinge work, 
um, either lateral hinge sliders, sliders or lateral kind of kettlebell hinge walks, um, stuff like that, because they are fucking humbling to hell. Um, because people do not move laterally. And Dan knows this in terms of he does. I've I've seen him do Cossack squats, witness yeah. that. And But it's a similar thing. But I, I like meet people actually kind of moving into a, like a lateral hingey lunge-based position. So it hits their adductor a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's a, a, almost everybody's plan. No matter if, you, if you're on a hypertrophy phase, couldn't give a shit. You're still going to move properly. And then I'm going to give you some of those just to keep you functioning as a human being. Unfortunately, they'd be like, oh yeah, we're on a hypertrophy phase, aren't we, Tom? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you still have to move. Unfortunately, <laughs> I still need yeah. you to come back into your power phase next time. So guess what? I need you to move from side to side every now and again. Um, yeah. And then probably two I have all the time would be, I do a lot of dead stop rows. Again, rate of force yeah. development, off the floor, uh, with thoracic rotation people don't row correctly um i i like uh scapular gliding i want rotation to happen more than uh, like most of the time um during rows because you do it and your t-spine's gonna thank you for it and loading the fucking up so it's probably why you get sore backs and lower back pain and stuff like that because you don't let your rib cage move around um mm. yeah it segments it's called segmentation from your lumbar and your t-spine and then uh what's the last one split squats fucking millions yeah. of them jesus yeah. christ i do so many of them i, I do so many variations as well like front yeah. foot raised rear foot raised you know my clients hate it and then i do like oh do a normal split squat oh thank god for that I'm like yeah two kettlebells they racked oh for fuck's yeah, sake yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think it's um and, and I say this to clients regularly when they get a new plan through and they get a new 12-week plan and stuff. And I'm like, there's not huge differences because it's like, well, like we're still training for similar things. And like there's a few add-ons, a few different supersets. But if you're one of my clients, you're going to be doing a split squat variation for the rest of your life. So deal with Correct. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. Um, yeah, and I think it's... Um, people, yeah, like I said, lose sight of the fundamentals sometimes as well, don't they? They kind of think, oh, you know, I'll make it fun or do this change that it's like mm, actually just get really fucking good at split squats and you're probably gonna have great legs be quite athletic and probably resist injury so keep doing yeah. it so i think it's like i speak we obviously speak to like alex krajewski every now and again and he's like the biggest thing especially if you're a powerlifter who listen to this is like the biggest thing he prescribes is just go all right do you ever lift unilaterally no cool well that'll sort that out like you yeah. said it's just like it will probably you just need to go and do unilateral lifting at some point and move laterally hence why i yeah. put such a focus on it and they're probably doing it i don't do leg day unfortunately very often um yeah. but yeah if they're doing that kind of thing it will be like moving laterally especially in a hinge a variation i guess the uh the cossack variation because uh we move laterally quite well but in terms of holding that in a goblet position people find it incredibly tough um so and then yeah don't use the boxes I made one one lad today had his uh, a retest on uh, just one retest um, of his fifty percent body weight goblet squats for sixty mm. seconds. Awful, smash it mm. though. Got five extra reps, didn't he, lad? Ooh. Like yeah, twenty one to twenty six reps. Goblet squat in a uh, thirty seven and a half kilo. Obviously, he doesn't weigh very much. He only weighs like seventy two mm. kilos. So, I mean, that's uh, massive. So what you're about? Yeah. <laughs> Did all right, yeah, lovely, mm. lovely job. Um, but yeah, and so John Rushen's uh, pretty much bang on, like neutral grip pull ups, 
dumbbell goblet squats, dumbbell Bulgarian split squats. Didn't say, I guess that that's suitcase loaded. Um, single arm dumbbell rows, uh, trap bar deadlifts, and a bonus banded face pulls and pull aparts. Mm. When done properly. When done properly, yeah. Mm. yeah. Face, I, I, what, what's the biggest pet peeve? Because actually, face pulls. What's your biggest pet peeve during a face pull? Um, well, especially with banded, I think it's more just like there's two different problems here. One is when people do banded is that they don't pay any attention because they think it's easy. So they just don't think about what they're doing whatsoever. So they're just <laughs> pulling, out, pulling out as banned, right? Because it's either for a warm-up or you know, they don't think about the tension. Or they go the other way. They use a cable with loads of weight on and then try and lift as heavy as possible. <laughs> and it's like no it's actually in the middle somewhere is <laughs> what, what you need to be focused on is like rather than pulling it actually towards their kind of like forehead and face they kind of like lower their elbows and down and kind of like yeah. pull out i'm like no it needs to go higher elbows needs to be higher than that and all this sort of stuff but it's the fact that with the butt with the band most people are just kind of like randomly pulling it at their face and it's like you're not really doing anything with that you might as well not bother <laughs> yeah. For me, it's that it happens with cable uh, exercises all the time. It's just I don't understand people who don't understand how they move. And I'm like, how to pivot themselves or kind of anchor themselves. Mm. And they go straight into a normal square stance and they don't go into a split stance or yeah. like a, I don't know, a kickback stance or a B stance. I don't understand how they don't understand that. So I'm like, you realize you're kind of just like hyperextending and kind of moving your body around the whole time you do it. You literally mm -hmm. just put your foot back. Please just put your foot back if you're doing a cable fly or whatever, or you're doing like rows or blah, 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 all those, the banded, all the face pulls. Just literally just go into a kickstand stance or something like that. And you stop mm -hmm. rocking around. It's madness. Um, it's the same yeah. as a military press as well. It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. Just change your leg every now and again. It's cool. Um, you just be more stable. Yeah. Baffles me. That baffles me, Dan. But I guess that's why we're here, isn't it? That's it, mate. Um, we've got to point point those uh, those harsh truths out. And literally, how many times in in my life gone? Put your leg back. Yeah, All right. just put your leg or, back. <laughs> or how many times have I said wrong arm when people don't know how to like they move in like they're a robot? And I'm like, yeah. Do you remember how you walked in? Do that, please. All right. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. So obviously, I do a lot of skipping and all that shit jumping maneuvers this uh, programming vector jumps for this lad jack vector jumps eh? Fucking vector jumps think you out multiple change direction during jump he's coming back from some he's had some shit coaches uh previously and he knows that he has he had like a bodybuilding coach uh <laughs> when he played <laughs> football he knew he was doing it where he was just like he was just like grind harder literally he was just like, grind harder, bro. Um, he's like, I don't yeah. think I should be doing that. Grind harder. Why am I doing this? And he's like, 45 minutes on the stepper for his uh, football-specific conditioning. <laughs> oh, painful, man, isn't it? Like, that is like, so painful. It's so bad. It? I'm like, yeah, no. He was like, yeah, yeah, no idea. I was like, yeah, he won't be doing that for me. Um, yeah. 45 minutes. He's like, yeah, half 45 minutes, isn't it? So it's you half, probably got yeah. to go in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Anyway, any other business, Daniel? No, not for me other than Blitz is live. Make sure that if you're interested, you either message me on Instagram or join the waiting list. Links in my bio. Uh, spaces go live on Friday. Early bird spaces. Link, live on Friday. Links in Dan's bio. Yeah, go do that. Um, yeah. yeah. If you want your nutrition help, if you want your training help, go see Tom. 
<laughs> you've established if, if if you want that i don't know um yeah no needs for me all good i have a new whiteboard so i'm i'm happy with this uh and there's lots of writing on it already he loves so a whiteboard. that that was my that was my day uh yesterday that's all the work that i did i planned so which is working like so. it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right mate uh thanks listen guys and we'll catch you next week see you later